hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good Saturday morning. Once again, we have a host of great topics we're going to get to today, including a raunchy real estate video that has uh, set Australia on fire. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this video. You won't be able to see it, obviously, on the radio, but I'll describe to you what happened and why this real estate company has taken a lot of flack online, <laughs> let me tell you. We'll talk about uh, selling a home without a real estate agent. That's a, a huge no-no, especially nowadays. And we'll also get to uh, what a quarter of a million dollars will buy you in four Canadian cities. A couple of weeks ago, I think we did what half a million will get you in five Canadian cities, including Hamilton. Hamilton's not on this latest list, but uh, we, we can surmise what uh, uh, can get you for a quarter of a million dollars. There's also a new poll out that shows a majority of Canadians believe it's better to own than to rent a home. We'll get to that as well. Of course, you can always find uh, a wealth of information online at robgolfi.com. The website again, robgolfi.com. Some great videos, listings, photos, a host of other information that will uh, be useful to you if you're in the uh, search for a new home. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The handle is at robgolfi. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on a Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email us, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that is questions at robgolfie.com. And we're going to start there. We have a, uh, an email question from an individual named William, who writes, A hot topic amongst our friends is the ridiculous pricing for bungalows. We're all in our 60s and had planned to downsize to a bungalow after retirement, but everybody is staying where they are. In Ancaster, a two-story, 2,500-square-foot home is selling for $760,000. And after selling and moving costs, the remainder is around $700,000. In a similar area, a bungalow with half the square footage is selling for $750,000 to $800,000 if it's been updated, or maybe $600,000 in need of $150,000 in renos. The builders aren't building bungalows, and there is a huge demand. What the heck is going on? Well, builders aren't building the bungalows because people do not want to pay what the builders are asking for the bungalows. Plus, uh, they need a little more room on the lot size, the, the lot uh, frontage. Mm -hmm. uh, so, th so the builders will lose on how many homes they can build in a subdivision uh, if they're building bungalows. And uh, and the and the baby boomers right now that's that's what they're looking for. They're the, the aging population uh, want bungalows. I knew about this for probably seven to ten years, and uh, I actually uh, three years ago bought a bungalow, and uh, and I was lucky to get it at at a decent price, and I put a lot of money in. I had to renovate it, 
but it's going to continue like that. So, and and and, that, and that's the frustrating part when you're dealing with people. They're selling, they're selling their two-story home, and it could be somewhere between you know seven hundred fifty to eight hundred fifty thousand. And now you're, and now they're looking for a bungalow, like like a two-story home that's 2,400, 2,700 square feet. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to a bungalow that's 1,200 or 1,100 square feet, and it's only 50,000 cheaper or, or 75,000 cheaper than their their big two-story home. Right. Um, and it's just because that population, that aging population, uh, are all buying. Uh, at the same time, so now they're competing against each other for uh, for that bungalow. So that's what's driven the market up on the bungalows, yeah. and it's and it's sad. Like it's uh, it's, and I knew this was coming, and but so, ladies and gentlemen, please listen to this. Now, the big two story homes, they're not going to be worth as much in five to ten years from now because the the millennials uh, don't want those big monster homes. So if you want to get out, get out now because otherwise you're going to be competing against everybody else on those big, big homes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be the same thing. The wave of the population, how it's going. So right now we got the wave of all these millennials buying these townhouses and everything. They're going to move up, but they're not going to move up massive. They're not. Right. They're, they're, they don't care about having, you know, a large lot with all this all this maintenance on their properties and everything. They just, they want minimized you know they're yeah yeah. so there was a point i think it started in the 80s where uh, a lot of families uh or 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 couples were moving from bungalows to these two-story you know 24 to 2600 square foot homes uh so there was obviously a huge demand and builders ended up building a lot of these subdivisions with these with these homes now that the demand is and in, in reference to this this emailer uh, now that the demand is reverse all these people who are living in these 24 to 2600 two-story homes want the bungalows why don't the builders build it is because the return on investment is not the same it, the return on investment I, I think the cost to build is too expensive. Right. They might as well build a bigger home. Yeah. Because so, it's going to cost. Yeah. So less. you'll see a lot of builders when they build, uh, let's say, a row of townhouses. Yeah. They'll put a, a bungalow townhouse on the end of the two-story right. uh, townhouses. For some reason, I don't know how the engineering works or the architectural works on on that, but you'll see that um, in in subdivisions of uh, of uh, uh, town two-story townhouses, you'll see the odd bungalow on on the end units. But the cost to build uh, is expensive, and and the, and the buyer doesn't want to pay it. There's a, like it's just too expensive. Mm-hmm. And also, you're not going to see a subdivision of bungalows um, just because now the builder, when he cuts up the land, you know, saying okay, th- like you could see the, the lot sizes went from the in the '60s from 60 to 70 wide down to 40 wide. Right. And they were building bungalows on 70 foot wide, 60 foot wide bungalows. I mean, on 60 foot wide lots. So it's changing. So in the 50s and 60s, they built bungalows. In the 70s, they built back splits. And then the 80s, they were building two stories. Yeah. So you could see it's slowly, slowly shrinking the, uh, the lot frontage size. Right. And now they're yeah. building, you know, three, four story townhomes. Yeah, that's right. It, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it just, it's just, you know, they're, they're putting high density uh, homes in, 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 close into the city and right. uh and it's and it's tough it's tough because now everybody wants bungalows i even wanted a bungalow and, and i bought one three was it three four years ago and i knew this trend was happening yeah. even even like seven eight years ago and i would tell people get you know if you're gonna get the bungalows because i knew that the aging population there were 
they're looking, you know, trading in their two story for for mm-hmm. a bungalow, and now and here we are, we're in it now, <laughs> we're yeah. in it right now. Yeah. Uh, so William's question is a great one, and again, if you have a question for the golfy team that uh, we'll get to in a future program, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. So here's the question that uh, you know, if if we had William in studio, this would be an amazing <laughs> discussion. Yeah. But here's the question that I would have for an individual like him is that if he's thinking about selling his two story, twenty five hundred square foot home in Ancaster for about seven hundred sixty. Um, does he necessarily have to look for a bungalow that's in the seven hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand dollar range? Because there's a lot of them, even in my neighborhood, Central Mountain, that they're around five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he might have to put in a hundred grand if he wants to really spiff it up. But I mean, he's still kind of winning at the end of the day. He's getting what he wants, yep, and he's he, pocketing he, a little bit of money. He wants he wants the exact same area in his neighborhood. In his neighborhood, yeah. and he's saying, you know, in, in terms of comparing prices, he's like, right. you know, my my. My two-story house is updated. It's everything's done. Why is this bungalow getting more money, or the, why is the market, you know, yeah, they feel more more money than yeah. what my two-story is. But it, here's the deal, though. The, there, there's probably a lot more demand for that bungalow. Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah, and that's what it is. And, and they're they're so they got this, you know, big square footage two-story, and they and they want to trade to a bungalow, and they're thinking, okay, we're going to a smaller house. They want that that difference in price in their pocket. Yeah. Say, okay, I'm going to sell my seven hundred fifty, eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house. I want to buy a four hundred thousand dollar bungalow. I got three hundred thousand dollars I can put in the bank. Yeah, I can retire, take it easy, and uh, you know, go to on a vacation. Uh, you know, when I want. It's not happening that way. It, mm-hmm. It's not. And uh, but I, I think if if people were looking, so if you're thinking about buying, trading up or trading down, and you think, oh yeah, I'm five, ten years, I'm going to do it. Do it now. Don't wait because because when you do do it, everybody else is doing it, and that's and and that's the rise in price. So now, uh, right now, the two like I've I've been telling people the two stories, like they're building all these big two stories down the road. I mean, like even more so now, the aging population is is unloading them, and there's a lot of them in Ancaster right now, like mm-hmm. in the Meadowlands. You know how many two stories there are for sale? Yeah. It's even tougher. To to sell it, you got to be so sharp on your price, and you have to have the little extras on on your on your home to to, to beat out the other people's in the neighborhood. It's so again now it's it, it, the two stories are becoming tougher and tougher to sell because mm-hmm. there's a lot of them for sale. So it sounds like William is going to have to look outside his neighborhood if he wants that price difference, right? right. He's going to have yeah. to move to a different neighborhood. Yeah. he's right. going to have to you know Ancaster. Uh, he's going to have to go maybe to uh, Hamilton Mountain. Right. Yeah. Which isn't the bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> I live there. It's a great neighborhood. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that far either. <laughs> do, do, do you find a lot of people are in this boat? They have yes, this yes, two-story. Yes. They, they want to downsize. They want to Absolutely. see that price difference. Absolutely. And uh, and some people don't. It, it, it's hard for them to comprehend that 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 switchover. But once they do it, they just, they just accept it. Yeah. And the people that finally accepted it, they've been thinking about doing this years ago. And now they have no choice. They have to do it because now, you know, they're bad knees, bad back, or right. whatever. They don't want to do the stairs. They don't want it. They can't do the stairs now. Yeah. Now they have no choice. Now they're they have to do it. Yeah. And it's so you know. would would a condo also make sense? You know, sometimes a lot of people aren't ready for that yet. So it's uh, too too drastic of a change. It is. It is too drastic. A lot. A lot of people are usually going from their detached home to a bungalow. Or uh, and then from a bungalow they go to a, a townhouse bungalow, which right. there, there's you know some communities out there. Yeah. And from the townhouse combo, uh, bungalow to, to a condo. Uh, a condo oh. apartment condo. Yeah. So that's the last resort. That's the last. Or the resort. last dominant. That's the life cycle. <laughs> the life cycle of the human uh, yeah. human race. So what are millennials looking for? Because this is the next 
you know, well, group of people who are buying homes right well, now. Well, millennials are right now are still buying, um, you know, the townhouses, the condos, mm-hmm. enjoying the lifestyle. Um, so they're, and, at, they're at the opposite end of that. They're at the opposite cycle. end. Yeah. So now there's yeah. going to be a wave of them buying, but they're not going to buy big because they're used to buying, they're used to living in a, a 1,200, 1,000, 1,500 square foot little townhouse. Yeah. Now you think they're going to go into a 3,000 square foot uh, two-story home. They're gonna. This is too much for me. I don't need this. I I eat out all the time. I don't have enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't need. I don't want to clean this space. I don't want to clean this place. <laughs> they don't. They don't want to be house poor. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be house poor. They want to enjoy their life. Mm-hmm. Look, and they want to be able to go on vacations, drive the nice car, and go out for dinner. You know, twice a week or yeah. three times a week. So yeah. real quick, have we seen the rush on bungalows, or is this? Oh, the rush, rush on bungalows either? has been going on yeah. for yeah. probably about. Yeah. I, I I'd say about two to five years right now. Wow. Yeah. But is it going to get worse? Um, I think we're we're at the at, in the in the midst of it. It's pretty heavy. It's not going to change anymore. It's just now you know that aging population is right deep into it. Now some of them will have to go and buy regardless whether the price what whatever the price is. Right. All right. We're going to run. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, what a quarter of a million dollars will buy uh, in four Canadian cities. That and a whole lot more is still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Also like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Some great videos and listings on the page as well. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. If you have a question for the Golfie team, just like William did in segment number one, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, we'll talk about a raunchy real estate ad that uh, made waves in Australia. And we'll also get into what a quarter of a million dollars will buy in four Canadian cities. Hamilton's not on this list, uh, but I'm sure uh, we can uh, reflect on what a quarter of a million can get you in this town. Uh, Here's a a story out of uh, the Washington, D.C. area where this individual thought that he would go the FSBO route, which is for sale by owner. So he said, you know what? I don't want to pay these uh, commission uh, fees. I'll, I'll do it myself. Uh, so this is a lawyer, actually, in Washington, D.C., who thought, uh, I'll, I'll do it on my own. So he listed his home. He thought, instead of paying a 6% commission, uh, I will offer... Uh, the uh, other agent, 1%. So whatever I sell my home for, this agent uh, will get uh, 1%. Uh, turns out that uh, the National Association of Realtors uh, down in the States estimates that about 7% of home sales nationally are for sale by owners, down from 14% in 2004. Uh, so, the, it, I mean, drastically declining in terms of not having a real estate agent. So how did this turn out? Well... A uh, REMAX agent in the area says, uh, quote, my experience with FSBO people is that they price their homes too high. But in this case, the home was priced okay, according to this agent. Uh, 
The individual held open houses, but they weren't as busy as they thought they might be, and they had only a trickle of people. In retrospect, this individual says he would have done one thing differently. On the MLS listing, he had stated that he would, as I mentioned, pay 1% commission to the buyer's agent rather than the usual 25 to 3%. So he suspected that part of the lack of interest in the house was because agents saw that they wouldn't make any money on this house. And uh, he'd, if he were going to do it again, he'd probably offer 3% to the buyer's uh, agent. So in the end... Only a couple people expressed interest in the house. No one made an offer, and after 30 days, he hired an agent. Uh, and after a few weeks, a couple who had come by one of the early open houses approached uh, this individual and his agent and made an offer. And it turns out that he really realized the benefits of having an agent uh, during the negotiation process, because that's where this agent mm-hmm. really, you know, shone, obviously. And he ended up getting full asking price. So, to the listeners out there, the moral of the story is... <laughs> Hire an agent. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, it, it, what it is is, first, the buyer, they want somebody to hold their hand buying the house. And so they're, when they're walking into a house and and it's a private for sale, they're kind of lost. They don't know what to do. What's what, Like, how do we buy this house? What, do, what you know? Where do we get the paperwork? Mm-hmm. Who do we talk to? Yeah. But when you have a realtor, you, you have somebody work on your behalf, and they can you know dictate to you and say, hey, listen, this is what the neighborhood's going for. This is what's going on. This is are, are the schools in the neighborhood, like everything that's happening. And our job is to find that information. When, when you're alone, you're, you're you're alone. You don't know what you're buying, and like you don't know if if it's a good deal, bad deal. Uh, you don't know. There's things in the deal that you might you don't know that should be included mm-hmm. yeah. because if you had an agent in there, he would say, you know, we need to add this. We have to add this clause or add this. Uh, you know, uh, there's so much involved. Right. You have to do all that legwork. And you know what? And, uh, and I'll tell you. So for for the seller that's selling. Uh, yeah, he thinks he may be saving, but he's actually limiting himself from a, a wide group of realtors that have clients to show his property. Right. That's that's the one thing he's limiting himself. So he's limiting himself to even have multiple offers on on his home. Now, for the buyer, they're like they're lost. They don't they don't want to deal with that. They they want somebody that knows what they're talking about, knows the area that can walk him through without any you know like faults or anything. There's a lot of deals that, a lot of private deals that don't close on the closing date. Hmm. Now the seller's scrambling now. They call us and say, hey, I need to sell my house right away and uh, get this thing sold because the buyer I got. So it's too late now. Like now it's costing them money. And, um, but anyway, like, I mean, yes, I understand. I do understand, um, you know, you're trying to save money on the commission, but people, you are going to lose money on the sale price. Like you might save what five thousand dollars on commission, but you're going to lose twenty to thirty thousand dollars on the outcome of the sale price of your home. Right. But they don't seem to yeah. understand that. Well, the other thing they probably don't think of is you know all those what ifs that you kind of pointed out. You know if you're if you're uh, you know I can only imagine a, a, a person selling their home privately and a person buying this home without a realtor and and so many red flags that could come up that neither of them would even realize would have to be done. Do you know what I mean? A lot of lawsuits. Yeah. I, you know what? I was talking to a lawyer, and he says so many lawsuits and small claims actions are in court because of private deals. Right. So, so how many, much really are you saving at the end you, of the day? You're not, not. Now you're paying a lawyer to you're handle not. your mistake. I tell people, I go, when we handle your house that you're selling, you don't have to look in the rearview mirror and see, oh, my God. 
oh my gosh, right. we've got problems we got to deal with. You you can look forward and go on with your life without any headaches of any lawsuits, complaints, or anything because we take care of everything to make sure that you are covered. Yeah. Peace of mind is priceless. Peace of I mind mean, is really. priceless until something it, happens. Yeah. Like, when it comes to the for sale by owners, anybody can, can you know, make a sign, put it on the front lawn, you know, create an ad. What it comes down to is during the negotiations and, and that decision making and, and reading the different clauses and making sure every single clause is included to protect you. But but there's no surprises. Yeah. Right. It's it's a second set of eyes. It's it's you know what I mean? It's it's somebody there to to you know facilitate the entire transaction. And that's what it comes down to. So that's when somebody needs the most help. Mm-hmm. And that's when somebody needs that the, the most assistance when it comes to, to selling their house. It's, yeah. Anybody can can could put their house up for sale, right? Right. It's not hard to put it, put your house up for sale, but when it comes down to when you receive the offer and how how to deal with that offer, mm-hmm. and that's 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 the that's biggest. where that's where you lose you know a bulk of your money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And from a marketing standpoint, I mean, an individual can only market so much. I mean, they, they might use their social media channels, right? You know, uh, uh, you know, the sign on the lawn, uh, word of mouth in the neighborhood. But I mean, that only goes so far. Well, during during the uh, boom in the like the first quarter of 2017, a lot of private for sales were happening. Those people missed out on a lot of of good, like the people that were selling. Yeah. They they actually could have got a lot more money for their house because they would have more multiple offers, and they missed. Out. So mm-hmm. they would put their house up for sale, and all of a sudden the neighbor puts their house up for sale with a realtor, and all of a sudden they're getting fifty to eighty grand more. Right. How do you think you feel when you Yikes. see your neighbor getting out? Oh my! Oh boy! I I really messed <laughs> yeah. up on that one. Yeah. And they and they can't do anything about it. They yeah. got a signed contract, and and they could have got a lot more money. So you don't know what what could happen on a, with a, a realtor being on the um, on the MLS system that yeah. a realtor is representing you. Huge missed opportunity as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah. Uh, here's a, a story. Um, Regarding a new poll from RBC, it says in Ontario, 58% of respondents to this poll say they expect home prices to fall. Four in 10 Canadians who have felt house poor in the past are currently experiencing the pain of spending 30 to 40% of their household income on their mortgage and shelter-related expenses, such as taxes, utilities, and maintenance. So this poll was done for RBC. It found that nearly half of Canadians, 47%, believe the stress was worthwhile, while 66% indicated that it still makes more sense to own than to rent. Now, here's the interesting part. For the first time in five years, the poll found that Canadians see the housing market as balanced between buyers and sellers. In Ontario, though, uh, it's still uh, Ontarians still view sellers as having the upper hand, which is kind of interesting because here it's been more of a balanced market. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, it, you know, everybody makes up whatever they want to say. Um, it, it, like when they say balanced, like three years ago. Or four years ago, before 2017, house prices were a lot less. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, and they were affordable and everything. Then we had a you know big rush of people buying, but people's uh, incomes haven't increased that much or at all uh, in four years. Right. And I don't know. I, I I think I think it depends where you live. So in Toronto, it's tough. Regardless, for a first-time buyer, it's tough. They're, it's you know, they either have to make a lot of money or help from their parents or family mm-hmm. uh, to get into a house. Uh, here in Hamilton, I mean, you still got a shot to get in there and save maybe ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and uh, and then you know buy a, buy a place. But um, 
it 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 is uh, it is it is tough. Yeah. Like it's you know for for a young young person to to buy a home. Another interesting point in this poll, it revealed that one of the biggest changes in home ownership is the number of buyers who are choosing to go it alone, which we just talked about. Thirty two percent compared to twenty eight percent who are looking for assistance from their families. Uh, the number of consumers buying with a spouse or partner has been declining to forty two percent this year, down from forty nine percent in twenty seventeen. Are you guys with the golfy team? seeing a lot more individuals buying homes? I think there's more options out there to, or more of an opportunity to own a property on your own. Um, like 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 we talked about before, there's that dense housing, the, the, the townhouses, the condos. Right. And it's making it afford- affordable for those single families. So definitely it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's that options there where people can afford to buy a house on their own. But I, I also think that um, like, like Phillips' generation, I, I think there's a lot of pressure of owning a house. Mm. Uh, so a lot of, sometimes if, if you, if somebody is, you know, going out with somebody and it looks like they're going to, you know, be life partners, whether they're getting married or not, um, they, uh, they'll end up buying the house together. Now, if they're not with somebody, they feel kind of pressured because everybody's buying in their circle of, right. of, of group of friends. So and they want to get in as they well. Want, they want to get in. So it's, 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 uh, it is tough. Like it's, it's pure pressure. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all your friends, you know, are saying, Hey, yeah, I bought a house or I'm going to buy a house. I'm getting a, you know, all this. And you're like, Whoa, I, you know, like you're 25 or 30 years old and you don't have a house and you feel this pure pressure. All your friends are buying it. You feel kind of like, yeah, you, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You got to be a homeowner, mm-hmm. you know, to be part of the society. And, and so that you're, that's where you get in a lot of the single guys or girls saying, well, I got to do something and, and buy something because I'm feeling kind of left out of uh, what, what, what's right. happening in society. Interesting. Uh, finally, with this poll, among the uh, 2,223 Canadians polled by Ipsos, 54% said they expect home prices to drop. In Ontario, 58% said they expect prices to fall, which is very interesting because we went through that chart uh, not too long ago where yeah. prices every year go up. So I'm That's not sure right. what they're thinking. I, you know, are they thinking maybe the recession, yeah. another recession's going to come, and home yeah. prices? I've, I've heard it. The water cooler talk is the prices are coming down and yeah. everything's going to crash. Yeah. That's the water cooler. There's really? zero signs of it. No, wow. I, I, you know it, what? If it does, it it may flatline or maybe a small adjustment, but yeah. it'll climb back up. So it, like I remember years ago, um, before 2000. Like this is we're talking two thousand one, two thousand two. Hey, are our prices going to continue? And and I mean, it, house prices were going up slowly, moderately. You know, yeah. just nice and easy. And um, but I never thought it would go to this extent. And uh, and we're here. Like interest rates are low, and we're accustomed to the low interest mm-hmm. rates. We're we're immune to it. Like yeah. it's like if interest rates go to six, seven percent, I mean, it's devastating. But I mean, I. Rick, in the early 90s, I was paying 13, 14% interest. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. can't imagine that. Can you imagine millennials wow. ima- uh, uh, having 13, 14% interest on their mortgages? No, they uh, they would be running in the streets. Yeah. And, and just exactly. earlier this week, the Bank of Canada held the line on its key interest rate at 1.75% and also said, which is probably even better news, that they don't anticipate any rate hikes in the foreseeable future. So 
It's not going to happen. Yeah. The rate, the, the rates, we're, we're used to these rates, and, we're, and the rates are going to stick around, and they'll hover, you know, maybe one or two points the most. Right. But it's not going to, it's not going to go to five or six percent. It yeah. can't. It, it, we can't sustain it. No. Right. And, and they know if it, if it, if it goes to that level, especially now with trouble. today's debt load, where yeah. you know families, yeah. you know, individuals, Canadians as a whole, yeah. basically owe a dollar seventy something for every dollar that they earn. Which, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how that's sustainable, but. <laughs> We're going how, how did it get there. that bad? I have no like, idea. It, it's well, it's because interest rates are low, so they're yeah. like, "Oh, I'll just put this the on borrowing, my credit card." The, yeah. cost of, the, the cost of borrow money is yeah. cheap. And cheap. and I think I mean you used to you used to be in banking, Phil, so you yeah. know that the appetite for uh, the consumer is I can afford this debt. I'll just add a little bit more. I'll get that line of credit. I'll get that extra credit card because. You know the economy strong. Well, it's the banks. The banks want to sell you the products. Exactly. Right? I think yeah. it was Wells Fargo. One of their mission statements was was something to do with eight, where every single client that came in, you wanted them to have eight products. Really? Eh? Whether it was a credit card, a line of credit, wow. that seems like a lot account. to me. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and something to do with that. And and the Canadian banks were under all that scrutiny in terms of people putting you know a lot of pressure on on the sales reps to sell products to clients who didn't need them. Right, so it's like, hey, here's a line of credit, and and the answer would be, well, I, you know, I don't really need it. Well, the response would be, well, just in case of an emergency. Right. Well, next thing you know, the interest you get flow. the you get the line of credit, and you know, <laughs> you, you start booking a vacation or you buy a new car. Like yeah. it's it's you know, giving people products and and accounts that they don't necessarily need, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're underwater, and you yeah. know, one you day you realize, grand. man, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're gonna find in ten, twenty years from now, um, a lot of people in their sixties will have mortgages. It, which, which, um, well, that goes with the house prices too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, e- even now in terms of amortization, we're up to 30 years. Yeah. You can get a 30 year amortized five years ago. You can, you can only get 25. No, right? but the thing is people are refinancing. That's why yep. people are refinancing. Our parents' generation won't do it. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, once they paid their house off, <laughs> like, like my parents, they bought their house. They had it yeah. paid off in two, three years. Right. That's it. And, uh, so, Which goes back to the comfortability of having yeah. debt. I think people nowadays they're comfortable with it. They're comfortable. Yeah, they're, they're not okay worried with about it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is it's a phenomenal, you know, societal kind of demographic to see, you know, how people are, you know, w- when that change was made. Was it after the recession? <laughs> was it because interest rate re- interest rates have been so low for so long? Yeah. They just become accustomed to it. Uh, that's I think my generation is going to be bad with debt. Really? Like, eh? like terrible. So we'll you're going to bring the country and the and yeah. the world down. Yeah, <laughs> the world will be healthy environmentally, but That's it. <laughs> financially oh, yeah. it's going to be a yeah. mess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're up against our next break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, what a quarter of a million dollars will buy in four Canadian cities. We'll also talk about a raunchy real estate ad in Australia that created a bunch of waves. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you have an email for the Golfie team or a topic idea you would like us to discuss, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Dot com. We'll get to the email question and the answer on a future program. Find them on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Still to come, a raunchy real estate ad making waves in Australia. Raunchy. Raunchy is, the, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't R-rated, but I mean, it, it was getting close. Yeah. Uh, and it really set a lot of people off. Uh, we'll keep that for our final segment, so stay tuned for that. But uh, let's talk about what a quarter of a million dollars will buy you in four Canadian cities. So a few weeks ago, we did what half a million dollars can buy you in five Canadian cities. And Hamilton was on that list. And it was basically, uh, you know, a, a three-bedroom bungalow that you can get in Hamilton. So for a quarter of a million dollars, the four Canadian cities are Toronto. Yes, you can get something for a quarter of a million. Uh, Moncton, Kelowna, and East Hawkesbury, Ontario, which is basically between Ottawa and Montreal. So we'll start in Toronto. Quarter of a million dollars. The actual price here is $245,000. You can get a condo in Toronto, but hold on. Not downtown Toronto. Uh, it's in Scarborough, so it's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a lovely place. Uh, it has, uh, you know, some amenities. Is that isn't that like going to East LA? Like, is, yeah, isn't that where there's like a lot of crime? Pretty much. So yeah. this is a two bedroom, <laughs> two bedroom condo in Scarborough. It's got an updated kitchen, a reasonably spacious balcony. The building also features amenities, including a small gym and a sauna. So, I mean, if you're going to downtown Toronto, you're probably you're at least tripling this. Oh, absolutely, right. absolutely. More so, than that, yeah. yeah. More than that. Like, so, like, yeah. And how far is Scarborough from downtown? That's it's got to be at least uh, what half hour. Yeah, depending on traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. half hour, forty five minutes. Uh, I mean, rush I know, hour I know for, for sure. I know yeah. from Hamilton to Scarborough, it seems like it's forever driving there. Like, oh I, yeah, yeah. It's like, a little bit off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is. It's a little out of the way. I mean, you're you're in East Toronto, basically. So uh, that's what uh, you know. A quarter of a million can get you in Toronto. In Moncton, uh, a much different story. This is a very pretty house in Moncton. It's a three-bedroom, twenty-four hundred square foot uh, detached home, described in the listing as "quote unquote" a collector's item. It has a large outdoor garden. It's a really nice house. Yeah, original yeah, hardwood floors, brick fireplace. Uh, it really looks like a nice uh, home. Roof and windows replaced yeah. in twenty twelve. Uh, it, it's it it looks like it's a hundred year old house, mm-hmm. but it has all the updated, modern, updated yeah, modern charm yeah. updates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really nice. But who lives in Moncton? Well, no one. <laughs> <laughs> but that house here, I oh, mean, that house here, depending That's on where it is, this is a seven eight hundred thousand dollar house in yeah, Hamilton. Easily, yeah. easy, easy. Yeah. So let's go to Kelowna, BC. So from one coast to the other. Uh, and we have the benefit of looking at the pictures, and this does not look anything. Kelowna's expensive. Kelowna's expensive. It, it, it's like that the suburb of. Vancouver. Yeah, it, but it doesn't look anything like the house in Moncton. I mean, this no. is a basic kind of... This house, this house in Kelowna doesn't have a basement. It doesn't have a basement, no. Uh, it's 1,248 square feet, originally built in 1980. Has new flooring, appliances, uh, the kitchen's been renovated, three bedrooms. So not a bad place, but really a basic uh, kind of... 
Kelowna is nice. House. Oh, it's, it's an amazing yeah. area. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. It's looks one like of the most sought after looks areas like, to live yeah. out west. It yeah. looks like a garage, actually. It looks um, like yeah. a garage. Yeah. That's a yeah. great way to it put does. it. Yeah. It doesn't even have a garage. No. It's, it's got a carport. It has a carport. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and finally, what a quarter of a million dollars can buy you in East Hawkesbury, Ontario. So this is, again, about an hour's drive between Ottawa and Montreal, either way. And uh, again, a very basic home listed for two forty nine nine. Three bedrooms, um, two on the main floor, a finished basement. But again, really a, a ba- has a nice deck, uh, really a basic yeah. kind of house. It looks yeah. like a house on the Hamilton Mountain. It, I'm yeah. not sure if this has a basement. It's got a single car garage. Is this yeah. one? A sing- single car single garage. Single car garage. And... Um, it's 1248 your typical bungalow on the Hamilton Mountain. Yeah. And uh, But this would not be 240,000 no, on the no, Hamilton. No, no, no. This would maybe not. be 440 so, on the yeah. mountain? Yeah, four yeah, four 450 to 500. Yeah, m- even more. Yeah. yeah. On the on the Hamilton Mountain, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So again, I mean just a glimpse of what but, you but, can get in different areas of this country. But I know what you can get for, in in for w- Hamilton. It, well, for 250 in Hamilton, what are you getting? Not much. Are you getting anything? I you, think you know, there, the there, there are deals out the there, but they're end. practically falling falling down. Right, yeah. you have to put some. Yeah. You, you, you have some, to basically put two fifty in. Yeah, you got to put probably a hundred to two hundred in for yeah. sure. The uh, in Waterdown, you can get something. It's on the uh, trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> really, Waterdown. There's trailer park uh, wow. uh, uh, areas that you can get uh, a really nice uh, trailer park home for really? probably. Are uh, people still we, interested? We in just that? sold one in Beamsville really? yeah. for one seventy nine. On yeah. Sarah Lane and Beamsville. Yeah. So yeah. what's the appeal and there? Was, some, it, was that a downsize? No, it's just, you know what? There's it's, two reasons. People are looking for something affordable. affordable, right. And it's, a, it's you know, it's a different community. Yeah. Um, Th- they're it, nice. They're some not the, bad. There's some nice. There's nice, some really mm-hmm. nice. You got to see these. Really yeah. Nice. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 Some really nice living spaces. We'll have to go to some open houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's some really nice ones. Yeah. All right. When we come back, uh, the raunchy real estate ad in Australia that has uh, gone viral and the company behind it is, uh, well, trying to hide now. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rob Golfie, Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, both in studio with myself, Rick Zamprin. Huge thanks as well to producer Jerry Luengo, who's always uh, standing by, pressing the buttons and making sure we sound good. Uh, questions at robgolfie.com is the email address if you have a, a topic idea or a question you would like to ask the Golfie team. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Call them at 905-575-7700, 905 5757700 the website robgolfi.com that's rob g o l f i.com some great listings photos videos a uh, whole host of information for you to uh, become more knowledgeable of real estate and what is out there at robgolfi on twitter and instagram and be sure to like the robgolfi facebook page and if you've missed a past episode of the hamilton real estate show you can go to robgolfi.com 900chml.com or listen anytime by downloading the hamilton real estate show podcast on apple podcast google 
podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Okay, here we go. A raunchy real estate ad in Australia making uh, some, uh, it's gone viral, making some waves. It is really a promotional video gone wrong. So why did it go wrong? Well, here's what's happened. This real estate company released and quickly removed this eyebrow-raising promotional video. So basically, they were... Uh, it would be no different than a video that the golfy team would put together to highlight the key components of a house that's yep. up for sale. Yeah. The twist here is there is a couple in this video. It's shot like a rap video or an R&B music video yeah. in which they're kind of dancing and prancing around. And there are some suggestive moves in this video where it raised a lot of eyebrows. And the real estate company, LJ Hooker, is, uh, you know... I don't think there's a pun intended there, but uh, it it went viral and they deleted it because a lot of people were saying, hey, this is kind of offside. Uh, you're supposed to be showcasing the house as opposed to these two actors who were hired kind of prancing around the house. It's very, I, I, very, I mean, you saw it. I saw it. And, you know, I, I, I yes, they, there was a lot of suggestive, you know, like, you know, the couple were, you know, kind of like. You know, cuddling and dancing, and dancing and, and suggest. You know, yeah. At one point, he props her on the on, counter. On, on the, then he's walking on the counter on, on the uh, <laughs> yeah on the island or yeah. the, on the island. I don't know if I want to buy a house when she's like laying down on the island. I was thinking the same. <laughs> I think a lot of people were thinking the same. So, so, th- so this film shows a man arriving in a sports car at the property before yeah. meeting the woman inside. The two then dance in the living room, take a dip in the They're pool. They're selling lifestyle, and then retire to the bed. They're selling the lifestyle. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. holy cow! Well, you know, I I think yeah. Maybe they went a little bit overboard, yeah. but I think I think the reaction was. Uh, they certainly got a reaction. They got a reaction. So now I went to check to see if they sold that house to see because they they accomplished what they wanted, right? Totally. They had eyeballs yeah. on. I'm so, surprised they took it down. Well, like what? what, like, what like what was, was their expectation? Like there, there was nothing there. They, there was no nudity. I mean? I mean, the guy at the end of it, he he die he dives into the pool. He's yeah. got he's wearing a swim trunks, and he gets out, dries off, and then he goes into the bedroom. She's laying down with all her clothes on in the be- in the bedroom, yeah. and he's ju- jumps into the bed just with his swimsuit, and right. they just kind of hug each other. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so there's nothing there, again, there, X-rated no, or no. R-rated. It, it was just it was just a, a very provocative. Yes. You know, That's but we word. it's not the first time we've seen models in in. Real estate videos before, yeah, but I I don't know like who knows what the the you know the PG rating is in uh, <laughs> Australia. So. I don't know. It's like, it might be different. Maybe they should have they should have put a uh, you know only for viewers. I think uh, we're you know we live in a world of <laughs> likes, clicks, retweets. They should have they should have just went with it, yeah, and, yeah. and owned it. Well, yeah. the, the I, was, I don't I don't think it was. I think it it was pretty provocative. Not not actually not that bad. I if I had to give it, I don't think I would have gone that far, but. They're, this is their uh, fame to uh, way to get fame from yeah. here. They, they should have, t- like Philip said, they should have rode with it. Yeah. And now l- look at me. I'm I googled them, L.J. Hooker. Right. On uh, I want I checked out their website. I want to know who these guys are, yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Look at like me. I'm I'm interested in yeah. who these guys are. So. You know, they accomplished what they wanted, yeah. but yeah. I don't think they should have taken... I don't think... I think they took it down because they were scared. Right. But I don't, think back, they, yeah. I don't think they had to take it down. But And it hit the news, yep. in the local news in uh, whatever city in Australia. Yep. So I don't know. I think, well, it worked. I think, I think, they, I think yeah. they accomplished what Every, they wanted. Everyone in Australia and then some knows about LJ Hooker now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they had an open house viewing that uh, actually was canceled due to, quote unquote, unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the reworking... <laughs> So it depends on the real the estate board. The there could have been who knows what the real estate board, you know. But if you uh, if 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 the golfy team or any real estate uh, company in this area or in Canada put out a video like this, would there be any 
Oh, repercussions for sure. um, from like Rico. I, I don't or? think. I don't, no, th- I don't no, think this no, video. Rico. I don't think there would have been any problems. Okay, I don't no. think in Canada they would have just like. But I in mean, the court of public opinion, it would be different, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And I, I think Australia just it, it depends on country to country. Yeah. I, I think in Canada, if that was in Canada, I think people wouldn't have said anything. It would have just went continued on right. like it, it would like i mean we're watching netflix and this well i guess netflix you have to pay for see that it's not a, on right. open market uh, yeah. open to everybody to see there's that new netflix show selling selling sunset is that what it's yeah called? yeah they got all it's, the all the girls something. on the team yeah yeah <laughs> oh. yeah yeah it's pretty so they're funny. selling an image they're selling well yeah. which is what this company tried it's, to do uh, too. Yeah. yeah you know what i I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep watching to see if they sold that house it'll be interesting do you yeah. know what it's listed for no, like All you know what their their website was kind of tough to to gauge Can through. You, it was trying to f- it was hard to find listings. It was yeah. kind you know we'll, so we'll whatever keep they're on doing top of it. their their website they got to improve. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's from the golfy team. Yeah, we'll keep on top of it. We'll talk about it uh, next Saturday at nine here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML.